Good morning. Good morning. How are you? How are you? This is Eshin Brenda Shoshana. Excuse me. Back with another episode of Zen Wisdom for Your Everyday Life. And here I am again and again and again. So many, so many podcasts, three years, over three years, saying, maybe saying the same thing over and over in, in a different way or the same way. And, and I was thinking about why am I doing this every week unstoppably for th- over three years? I've said it already. <laughs> and the answer came, well, I don't know. I just am. I just am. <laughs> wow. And you know, the mind always wants to know, why am I doing something? Why, 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 why? <clears throat> and the Zen answer very often is, I don't know. Now, that makes it seem like we're kind of dopey or stupid or we're not paying attention. I know many people, before they take an ongoing action, they look at the benefits, the costs, on and on. <clears throat> What's my ulterior wish from doing this? What do I want to get out of it? Why am I doing it? And all of that in true Zen practice is gone. There's nothing to get out of it. It's just the doing of it itself which matters and which is wonderful. We, we eliminate all the other parts. When we wash the dishes, am I washing it to get it clean? Of course, in part. But our focus isn't upon that. It's just the washing of the dish. And when the time comes for us to put the dish down, when it's clean, we'll just put it down. It's enough. We've done our, what, we, what we had to do. But we're not focusing on the end of something or the outcome or the consequence. We're focusing on the doing of it. The day we begin it, the day we end it, it's really ultimately not in our hands. That's very different from the way we normally think of life. I'll decide when I start. I'll decide when it's over. I'm going to see how it goes. How interesting. What a different way of living. That's so interesting to me. Who is make, who's deciding? We think we're making all our decisions. I'll decide to go here. I'll decide to go there. And I'm in charge of my life. And that's a very strong strain of thought that goes forward in this world. Now, on one level, it seems that way. And we can maybe choose to do certain, to undertake certain activities. And sometimes we're just stopped. We just can't. And sometimes we just must. In, in Zen practice, that also can be called the stream of karma. The waves that we come born into this world with. Waves <clears throat> of actions, reactions, visions, callings, whatever word you want to use. So... Sometimes we're very, very, very drawn to be in an activity or with a person or at a job. And sometimes we're not drawn there, but we have to be there anyway. We continue, continue, continue. 
<clears throat> so that's why some of the activities we're in we like very much, and that's pleasant. It's enjoyable. I enjoy doing these podcasts enormously. I, they interest me. That's fine. But I also might have to engage in other activities that I don't enjoy. That comes in life as well. It's a package. We receive everything. The people, the activities, the moments that we really enjoy. And it's, it's, it's easier to do that without questioning why. Well, I'm enjoying it. So that's like an answer we give ourselves. But that's not the real answer. It's a deeper answer. A deeper answer, which is a very different kind of answer. It's like the answer to a koan. It's much different. So also when we receive activities, people, work to do that we don't really like. We don't want to do it. <clears throat> but nevertheless, it keeps appearing again and again and again. Important. And we can't really, there are many things like that we cannot escape, even if we want to, we can't get out of it. We just are in it. Sometimes, unfortunately, it's an illness. Just are in it, taking a trip in a boat, or it's a relationship, or it's a responsibility. <clears throat> so, in Zen we say, like and dislike, away with that. Don't, it doesn't matter if you like or dislike. <clears throat> Better not to focus so much upon what you like and what you dislike. Just focus on fully, 100% doing what's in front of you to do. Now that is definitely <laughs> difficult. I'm not saying it's not, it's very difficult. Our lives are ruled by like and dislike. They're ruled by it. And we actually become almost chained by our likes and by our dislikes. If we don't like it, we're going to rush away from it. <clears throat> we'll throw it away. If we like it, we'll rush toward it and hold on to it. But these waves of activities and people and events come as they come. And the more we can be present with all of it, that which we like, that which we dislike, the more we can attend to it sincerely and wholeheartedly, wow, the more we'll actually end up liking everything. That's a strange paradox. But we'll be fine. We'll be, we'll be okay with whatever comes. We'll be able to do what's needed, what attentively, fully. We won't be rushing away from certain encounters or certain activities. We won't be grabbing onto others. It's the grabbing onto one thing and the rejecting of something else that causes us so much of the suffering that we go through. <laughs> With it, what we're talking about now is really an underpinning of all of our lives. The fear that something is going to happen that we're going to really dislike. And we, even before it happens, it may never happen, but even before it happens, we're doing our very best to avoid it, to run away from it, to make sure it doesn't happen, to prepare ourselves for the worst and build up all kinds of defenses when it happens, which it might or it might not. 
happen in that way. So even if something doesn't happen, most of our, a lot of our lives, we're consumed thinking about it, preparing for it, fearing it, running from it. And on the other hand, the rest, the other part of our lives, longing for that which we like to happen, the people we like, the activities we like, and doing everything we can to create our world so that we like it. It feels good. It feels right. So interesting when you really look at that, that that is our, our, the basis for so much of our, of our time, our energy, and our heart. And now since the very nature of life itself, hold on a minute. <clears throat> the very nature of life itself is to present both what we like and what we dislike, often Often in one package, even. In, maybe in one activity. One moment it's wonderful, one moment it's horrible. One moment that person or the relationship is fantastic. It's everything you ever dreamt of. And then the next moment, so disappointed. How could it be? I'm disappointed again, or I'm confused again, or on and on and on. But it's all ways both what we like and what we dislike. It keeps coming in so many ways. The day starts out beautiful, then the rain comes. Or the rain and the winds, then the sun comes. Same with a person, same with a relationship, same with everything. Uh, Sasaki Roshi once said very beautifully, to do Zen is to learn how to hold the whole world in the palm of your hand. It's a wonderful statement. He made it many, many, many years ago, and I never forgot it. To hold the whole world in the palm of your hand. Not to reject anything. He's saying to to accept whatever experience comes. Make room for it. Live with it. Hold it in the palm of your hand, meaning so close. When we do that, our life is a very gratifying, fulfilling life, and we grow so much. Because so many of the things that we really wish to reject and look away from and hate hold great treasures of meaning and beauty for us. Believe me, it's shocking. It's shocking. And perhaps so many things that we were pulling toward us and clinging to and holding on to, <clears throat> it's wonderful that they were taken away, filled with, filled with difficulties of other kinds. So interesting. <clears throat> the great wave of life, the great tide of life, refuses to be limited, <clears throat> refuses to be limited in what it's going to bring your way. So as we sit on the cushion and do our walking meditation and focus on washing the dishes and putting our clothing very carefully where they belong, as we focus on really just paying attention, which is another way of saying caring for or loving, paying full attention. That's such a good feeling when someone pays full attention to you. And it's such a good feeling for them when you pay full attention attention, you're really listening, nothing in the way. You're really watching. 
really it's like pouring water on a plant. Yesterday, when I was with my, some of my grandchildren after one year, actually, although I saw them briefly, but I had a little more time with them yesterday outside in the backyard. And um, one, little, one of them and one little granddaughter, she was just jumping up and down with a toy that went around and around. It would look very difficult to me. It looked complicated. She was very good at it. I didn't, have, I didn't know how she was getting it to twirl around and around, and she jumped over it. And, and I was really fascinated and watching. And she looked at me, and I looked at her, and she got it, <laughs> how interested I was in that little toy and that little action she was doing and curious about it and wondering, and there was nothing between me in that moment, and she got it, and she such a smile. She felt so attended to. I said, that's wonderful. It looks so hard to do. She said, no, it's so easy to do. And I was, that was like a koan itself, really a koan, because children just, it's easy. They play with it. They're not worried about this or that. She was playing, and so it became easy and lovely. But but the action, but the attention, that moment, the ability at that time, she caught the whole activity and she and the whole thing, it caught my full attention, full attention. I wasn't split in giving anything else my attention. In any other way, I was with her and that little action completely. And even it seemed like right under my eyes, she grew five feet. She smiled, she beamed, she showed me. And I thought, whoa, whoa. I was thinking to take care of things makes the whole world come alive. That's what Uchiyama said. She came so much alive, so beautiful, so simple. We can offer that to everything. That's what Zen practice is, offering that unalloyed, true, full attention and one is with that person or that activity. Of course, I love this little girl very much, but even if it's something that comes in your world that you don't like or love very much, by giving it that full, unalloyed attention, you will love it very much when the, by the time the encounter is over. I actually guarantee you, because that full, unalloyed, true attention is love itself. And we're practicing, when we practice Zen, we're practicing love itself. For things we so-called dislike, for things we so-called like, that's not important. Like and dislike have nothing to do with love itself or with living a good, full, satisfying life. They really don't, which is so surprising, but it's so. We can like something very much, but it won't make you happy. You'll be grabbing for more. You'll find something wrong. It's not going to be that which will give you a sense of fulfillment, happiness, and meaning that you actually, and I, and all of us, that we so much desire or crave or we're here to experience. So for a little exercise, we could just try forgetting about what do you like and what do you dislike. Forget about it. It's not important. It doesn't matter. Let's practice unalloyed attention. I don't like to use the word love, which is what, because it comes with a lot of 
different suppositions for a lot of people. It's an emotion, it's a feeling, it's this, it's that. We have all kinds of associations to the word love. I'll talk more about that in another podcast. In fact, I'm going to offer a workshop on this because it's very meaningful to me to really explore the true nature of love and how to live it, how to live it every single day. And that's really the ultimate in happiness. And it's not hard. It's easy. That's what I can't get over. We can all do it together. So thank you so very, very much for being there, for listening, for your beautiful emails. If you want to write to me, my uh, my email is topspeaker at yahoo.com. And the uh, URL for this podcast is www.zenwisdomtoday.com. I'm really thanking you for listening and being there. And I really, truly wish you all, every one of you, such a beautiful day and such a beautiful week and moments of just this, paying full, that full, beautiful attention to whatever comes. Not rejecting, not grasping, just enjoying. Thank you. Bye-bye.